Welcome to The Rise Podcast, a faith-based podcast dedicated to helping you better understand who God is and who you are in Christ. It all starts with revelation, breaking down lies and knowing God's character, so that you can know your identity as a child of God and the authority given to you. So you can surrender by humbling yourself and letting God be God, that you may become established and have a firm foundation and walk with confidence. I'm Emma. And I'm Sutton. And we are your hosts. Our goal is to equip and inspire you to rise into the calling and purpose God has for your life. Join us each week for deep but good conversations. We're so happy you're here. Let's get started. Well, hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to the Rise Podcast. <laughs> and well, I, I, for one, am very excited to be doing this. It feels like a long time ago. <laughs> Where we were just sitting and thinking about actually doing this. And the fact that we're sitting here doing it now mm-hmm. is actually pretty cool. Yeah. So. I am so excited that we are finally starting this because I've personally wanted to start a podcast for a really long time. And then we have talked about this, all those late night car rides, just <laughs> talking about starting our own podcast. And honestly, there's no one I would rather do this with. I'm so excited to have you as a co-host. I think that this these conversations are going to be great. So I'm really excited. And yeah, for this first episode, we really just want to break the ice, let you guys get to know us. But before we do that, we want to share how the name and how we really brought this together started off. Because it's actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So when we saw it and we thought about it, it was really just God aligning this absolutely and it really started with us just like on your floor without like your without a couch like yeah all I didn't, empty i didn't have a couch yet just i just moved into my apartment played worship music i think it was like every rise and every fall mm-hmm. by olivia georgia mm-hmm. and we were just spitting out words like yeah. okay god give us words and some of them were like yeah that's, that's pretty good maybe we could go with that and some of them were not but Eventually, like, we started having the idea of, like, what do we want to accomplish with this? Because mm-hmm. so many times you sit and you hear a podcast and you hear really good thoughts, but it never really brings change into someone's life. And people need healing. Right. You know? And that's, yeah. that, I don't know about you, but that's, like, my end goal in this is to bring mm-hmm. that healing and just life be brought forth, you know? 100%. That's my goal as well. And that's what I really hope this podcast will accomplish and bring about and I just really pray that people will receive from it and not just hear us talking and it's like oh a great conversation but they don't like get anything from it like I want people to take something away from this amen amen and I think from there like we just decided um what came first like what was most important to have that change and it's revelation Mm -hmm. you know it's knowing who god actually is because there's so many beliefs that people have about god that are not even from the bible it's just word of mouth belief Mm -hmm. that really takes control of people's hearts and lives you know i've been there it's not fun (laughs) i've definitely been there (laughs) definitely been there so I think we, like, we start with that, and then what was next? It was... It was identity. Identity. Identity was next. Just really stepping in, like, discovering who God says that you are. Right. So many people have this idea of, like, well, I'm this, and I'm this, and I'm this, but it's really, they bring it on by, like, their shame, 
and what the world says they are. But then when you look into the Bible, there's so much of what God says who you are. Right. You know? Yeah. Which is the coolest thing ever because you start to figure out, no, I am actually have this. I have authority and, like, I'm a child of God. Yeah. Like, I'm not of this world. I'm a child of God. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. And then as we were kind of just uh, throwing out words, I still remember Sutton saying, what if we made it an abbreviation? And I was like, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and... We kind of just kept throwing out words, and I was looking at this, and I was like, where is this going? And then all of a sudden, it, like, clicked where this was going, (laughs) and the words that we were throwing out were spelling the word rise. Right. And I just remember losing it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I began, I jumped up, I began spinning, you rolled over. I was on the floor, I was rolling over on the floor. We were just so excited. It was a fabulous time because you could then we see also, it. yeah, you could see it, and also we realized that we were also listening to a song called "Every Rise That's and Every, Every Fall. Fall," and it was just, and then we like, lost it again. <laughs> exactly, and it was just like everything was like falling into place, right? And, and it was so like God led, right? And then we realized, well, the next like letter in "Rise" was S. I'm like, God, what's the next thing? And it was almost like audible of like surrender. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to learn how to give your life to me and not know it as, like, I'm losing everything, but I'm gaining everything. Right. Like, that's the biggest misconception people think of surrender. Mm-hmm. Of, like, you lose your entire freedom, but you just gain the so best that much. God has. Right. Yeah. It's really all about just humbling yourself and letting God be God and... Let him work in your life because his ways are so much better than our ways. His timing is always so much better than our timing. And his plans are like (laughs) 10 times better than our plans. So like you said, a lot of the time people think like surrender, you're losing so much. But actually when you like humble yourself and let God do what he does best. Right. Your life is so much better and it's also like you're correct you are losing a lot you're losing a lot of pain you're losing a lot of sickness you're losing a lot of heartache Mm -hmm. you're losing a lot of poverty but then you're gaining a lot of joy you're gaining a lot of peace and you're gaining a lot of things that god wants you to live in the abundance of Mm -hmm. and then the last thing was (laughs) established established you know Mm -hmm. because you hear the term a firm foundation like what does that actually look like it looks Like, being able to stand in confidence, in peace, with your head held high, with, like, a sober mind, and be able to be ready for action. Right. You know? Because so many people want to move and want God to use them, but if you're not usable, he can't use you. Exactly. You want to be used, you have to get yourself into a place where you are usable. And that's where you need to be established. And then God can rise you into the calling that he has for you. Exactly. Once all of these like pieces have come together in your life, once you've gotten that revelation and stepped into your identity and surrendered your life to God and you become established in that foundation, then you can 
rise into your calling. That's when your life like really starts <laughs> to begin. A lot of the time you kind of think like that's the end goal, but it's not. That's like your starting point because right. now you can step into what God is like called you to and a whole new like adventure and chapter just begins. Right. Which is our goal with this podcast is to help you to understand all these areas and apply them to your life so that you can rise into that calling that God has called you to and you can start that next mm-hmm. chapter of your life. Because whether you believe it right now or not, God has amazing plans and directions for you and he's aligning things. Mm-hmm. But you also have to meet him halfway. Yep. You know. Right. You can't be slacking. Nope. That's what It says... It says in the Bible that he blesses the work of your hands. Right. Not to be confused with works, but he blesses the work of your hands. So you've got to be doing something. Right. So we'll get more into that in future episodes because I feel like that is a whole other topic in itself. Oh, yeah. We'll um, take a deep dive into that. Yeah, one. and we could be here for hours. And <laughs> the point of this episode is just to introduce you guys to the podcast and introduce you guys to us so let's do that let's do that should we move into the rapid fire questions heck yeah so before we dive into our testimonies and kind of sharing what god has done in our lives we wanted to just start off with a little bit of fun and a little bit of rapid fire questions just to help you guys get to know us a little bit better so i have a few questions to ask sutton and sutton has a few questions to ask me and we're just gonna fire them off both of us don't know what the questions are for each other yet so you'll be along with the ride (laughs) as we answer them because this will be interesting it will be all right i'm excited do you want to go first do you want me to go first i'll go first okay okay so first question is what fictional or character do you relate to fictional fictional okay do I relate to? Oh. Like, you see that character and you're like, I don't know why, but that's me. Or, like, someone where you're just like, yes, I want to be that. Like, I strive to be that. Someone I wanted to be like was um, Ginny from the Harry Potter series, but book Ginny, not movie Ginny. Movie Movie Ginny is pathetic. I'm sorry. But book Ginny, she was cool. She's an icon. She's awesome. She's so sarcastic, too. I know. I aspired to be like Book Jenny. I don't know if I relate to her because I'm not like that at all, but I wanted to be like her because I thought she was so cool. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. My first question for you is, what is your go-to coffee order? Oh, vanilla latte. Or an iced white mocha. Oh. You know? Yeah. Because I'll be honest, until this year, I was not a coffee drinker. Mm-hmm. Like, I like I swore to myself, I would drop dead before I started drinking coffee. And then you met me. And then I met you. And then that is where the spiral started. And now You're I can't welcome. go a day without having, like, some type of really good coffee. And you've also wrecked, like, bad, like, work coffee for me. Where I was like, okay, work coffee is, like, decent. It keeps me up. And I'm like, this this is terrible. Who would who would do this to a human? You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I much appreciate it. Next question, Emma. What do you miss most about Africa? Because you grew up there. Mm-hmm. What do I miss most about Africa? So I grew up in Cape Town, South Africa. 
and there's the most beautiful oceans mm. and mountains there. And I'm super grateful that I now live in a place that has mountains again because when I lived in Texas, it was very flat and there was no mountains. So I'm like grateful to be back, but I yeah. miss having both of them. And I definitely really miss like the ocean. Mm-hmm. And there's just just something so beautiful and dramatic about having both together. That's true. So honestly, I think the thing that I miss most about Cape Town specifically is the scenery and the beauty and the nature. Yeah. It's quite unique. It does sound unique. It makes me want to visit so bad. That would be so fun. That would be so much fun. We have to go sometime. Definitely. Okay. Okay. My next question for you is, are you an introvert or an extrovert? Oh, both. See, I need people. Mm-hmm. But I also don't like people. I feel that. Like, I love people. Yeah. But I don't like people. Yeah. Like, I need to be around them to, like, charge myself. But also, I reach, like, a limit to where I'm like, I cannot mm-hmm. hear another person speak. Like, I need to go into my bed, curl up, and just silence. Right. You know? Yeah. Because otherwise, I will blow up at someone that I don't want to blow up to. So I'm like, I'm just going to leave. God bless Goodbye. See you later. I think they call it an ambivert. It's when you have tendencies of both. Yeah, that's definitely it. Because if I'm by myself for too long, I will start, like, pacing, and that's not good. But then if I'm with people for too long, then I just get annoyed. Mm -hmm. And that's also not good. Right. Because then I have to deal with the repercussions, (laughs) which is not fun. Next thing. What was the biggest culture shock coming to America? I think having to, like, almost learn a new version of English. Really? Yeah, because we call the same thing different things. Oh, yeah. Like how you call, like, traffic lights robots. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I still... That cracks me up every single time. I'm like, it's a robot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And, like... French fries, we call chips. I rebuke that. (laughs) That is wrong on so many levels. And we call a flashlight a torch. Okay, I can kind of see that. That one's more like medieval-y feeling to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, a torch is, it's like fire on a stick almost. Right. Like, Like it's just a medieval flashlight. So I suppose. We just like, never got out of the medieval age, I, I suppose. Yeah, so, so there you go. But yeah, that was definitely interesting. And it was kind of like hard for the first little while living here because I would say something and people wouldn't know what I'm talking about. And like we, we both, we all speak English, but it's like a different version of English. And I, mean, I didn't expect that. I mean, even just yesterday, you said something, and I was like, Actually, what this you... morning. Was it this it morning? It was this no, morning. No, it was this morning, and you were like, it's this. And I was just looking at you like, it's... what are you saying? I asked you how many zero... how many noughts are in a million. <laughs> I meant how many zeros. But I grew up calling them noughts. I had no idea what... like you were. I thought you were referring to, like... Like, not, like, the zeros, but, like, how many, like, you know how many, like, grams can go into how many, like, liters and stuff like that? Yeah. So I was thinking you wanted me to do, like, really smart math. I'm like, Emma, I am not that smart. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> Let me go get Google and try to figure this out. And then you're like, the zeros. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to still get Google. 
Okay, we should probably speed these up. We should. These aren't really that rapid fire. No, they are not. I mean, if this just explains our personality, then I don't know what will. Yeah. Anyway, um, my next question for you is, if you had to describe yourself as an animal, what would you be? Oh, oh no. Um, probably my dog. Um, she's a, she's a beagle. And she's... Okay, I love her. She's very, like, lazy and sarcastic and i know animals cannot speak but you can see you can it see in her it. eyes yeah and she like loves to go outside and when she's outside she's very very happy but she will also just like lounge around the house and then she does things out of spite like i remember when we first got her um she has beef with my younger sister so my younger sister was changing like the toddler in our house at the time and she was just like dotty i'll wake give me a moment i'll let you outside to go to the bathroom just give me a moment and dotty just like looks at her dead in the eyes just furious and then keeps eye contact with her walks right in front of her bedroom door keeps eye contact and just pees right there <laughs> oh my gosh and my sister is lost it <laughs> and i'm still proud of my dog to this day <laughs> for that <laughs> and so yeah that would be me mm-hmm yeah, def- okay. definitely. I'm. I'm guessing a beagle. Yeah, that's sarcastic, okay. and works in spite. But love, like, loves like no other dog. She's very cuddly, mm-hmm. and it's great with kids. Let's see. If you could travel in time, what event would you like to witness? Hmm. Like you can't. You can't interrupt yeah. anything. Just but you can just like see it. Be there. You just gotta be there. Just witness it. Honestly, I would want to go back to, like, when Jesus was still on the earth and witness, like, his miracles and just him being Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. Just him being Jesus. Exactly. Honestly, yes, but I also think, like, for me, like, I know I'm supposed to be answering this, I'd want to see, like, when the Holy Spirit came. Ooh, that yes. would be a really cool time. That would be that would be cool. And also, some pretty weird stuff was happening. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because the disciples were just like, "Bet I'm gonna take That's my shadow hard... and heal." Like I'd want to see Jesus, but at the same time, I'm like that. To have the Holy, like, see, like, the Holy Spirit first in action? That's a hard question because there's so many times in the Bible that I would like so many events in the Bible that I would actually want to witness. So, yeah. I mean, I'm sticking with my answer, but. As odd one. Okay. Uh, favorite book of the Bible? Mm. I don't really know. <laughs> See, there's so many times where I'll say this one, and then, like, right when I say that, then all of a sudden I'll have a new favorite book of the Bible. Right. You know? Yeah. So you can't really just say, like, oh, this is my favorite book in the Bible because my brain just scatters. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like, oh, this is really, really good. And then you, like, study something else, and you're like, this is really, really good. This is my new favorite. And then now this is my new favorite. Mm-hmm. It's all my favorite. <laughs> all my favorite. Yeah. I love the Johns. Like, John. Johns. First John, second John, and third John. I just like the Johns. <laughs> I love the Johns. <laughs> all the Johns. Hey, there's more than one book in the Bible. <laughs> like This is very true. Yeah. So, it's, anyway. It makes you wonder, like, why couldn't they just, like, named it something else? Like, just be like, this and this and this. And it's all written by John. But John had to be like, no. 
It's People just, need to know. It's old John. That this is John. Yeah. It has to be John. Yeah. Okay. Um. Biggest pet peeve. Um. I really. I don't know if this is my biggest one, but I really don't like it when, like, people chew with their mouth open. Yes. It it irritates me. Yeah. Agreed. A lot. <laughs> Agreed. That's painful, actually. Mm-hmm. It's, like, nauseating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, when people, like, really loud when they eat as well. Right. Like, this is one of my tests for, like, people becoming friends with me. And, like, even, like, dates where I'm just, like, if you chew with your mouth open... It's, it's this, it ends not, here. It, it's over. It it is over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next question: If you could completely get rid of one month out of the year, which month would it be, and why? One month out of the year. Now go go through the months. January solid. February is my birthday month. March is decent. May, June, July, August, September, October. They're all really great, because they're good for, like, different reasons, you know? Yeah, but if you have to pick one... <sighs> Don't I? Yeah. Dang it. Um, I really can't, because I have so many siblings, and their month, like, their That's birthday true. months are so scattered. She so I has, feel like, nine siblings. I feel like if I, like, exclude one of them, like, I'm just, like, throwing away the importance of one of my siblings. <laughs> and then... <laughs> I'd feel so bad, but, like, the months that I would get rid of is, like, one of their birthday months, so it's not like I can... I don't know. Maybe September. September? Let's do September. Okay. I never... September's, like, when school starts. It's kind of a, a forgettable month, to Like, be it's, it's forgettable. So, we'll go with September, so I won't okay. have one of my siblings mad at me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think we should start sharing a little bit about who we are. I think so. I think that was, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun, but I do really want to like dive into our testimonies and kind of just sharing what God has done in our lives because I know that we both have pretty powerful testimonies and I think it's another really good way as well to get to know us and know what we've been through. So... I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> I am too, but at the same but time... But I'm excited. I got peace. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I guess I'll ask you first. First question is, was there a certain moment when you just knew God was real? I actually... I knew that God was real at a very young age. Yeah. Um, I grew up in a Christian household, so my parents were believers. We were pretty lukewarm Christians to be honest like my faith was my parents faith uh, yeah. they they believed in God and Jesus and they told me that you know you got to give your life to Jesus in order to go to heaven and all of that and so I did accept them as like my savior I wasn't really walking with him but there were multiple times throughout my life that I just couldn't deny the fact that like God was real, like he made himself real to me through certain situations. And there's just so many, I don't know if I can pinpoint just one, Yeah. but there were just so many times it was like, God is real. And even when things got really difficult and like my life flipped upside down, 
I still believed that God is real and never stopped doubting. I just got really angry with him. Yeah. So, yeah. Been there. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you really can say when Pretty you much. think back to moments like that. It's like, I, like for me, like I, I grew up in a Christian household. And, like, I had a relationship with him, and I was never scared or afraid of him. Mm-hmm. But I never, like, knew how much he loved me. It was more of just, like, I know he's good. I know he has good things for me. But at the extent of that, I don't, I didn't really think he really cared about me personally. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, when you have, like, a group of friends, and you're like, well, these are my favorites. Mm-hmm. But then here are, like, the kind of the friends in the background. They're like they're still there and you'll still be nice to them mm-hmm. but they're not like close to you so i never felt like that yeah but, but god <laughs> but god <laughs> and truth always made way you know mm-hmm. so. so Sutton, how has your walk with the lord impacted your life do you feel like you've like really grown yes my walk with the lord has been very interesting because i always knew he was there, you know? And that's where, like, the interesting is, is, like, I knew who he was and how great he was. I just didn't know how much he cared about me mm-hmm. because I didn't think he was very too much intentional over my life. But within, like, my walk with the Lord, it's also been much needed. Yeah. Like, my walk with the Lord has... He saved my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, the final statement. I remember going through a time where I thought everything was great, everything was amazing, and then all of a sudden, all at once, I felt like I lost everything. Right. You know, and I've, I've told you this, but mm-hmm. it was really during, right before the pandemic, where I had an amazing group of friends, and I was going to church, youth group, living through the motions, just on a high-rise. And then I had one of my old youth leaders, his name was Savon. And for me, like, any time, like, I felt close to God, like, his voice was in the background because he was singing on stage. And he had a heart attack in the parking lot and just died. And then two days later, my great-grandfather, who I was really, really close to, passed away. And then some other people died some of my favorite like animals that were like my support animals passed away and then COVID hit and everything just went (laughs) really to hell. (laughs) Yeah. You know? And for me, I just thought like, what's the point of being alive if like this is life, you know? But through the entire time it was leaning on God. There's so many times where like I wanted to go, but he just kind of just kept me. And uh, he would bring people into my life kind of, like, forcefully. Like, I didn't even want them to be there. Like, my sisters. Like, I didn't really want them to be there. Mm -hmm. But they were there every single moment. Like, every single car ride. When I had thoughts of, like, doing something where I could just... I'm like, I can't. My sister's in the car. Mm -hmm. You know? And even if they would be very loud and obnoxious, (laughs) as sisters do... Like, I knew God kept them there. Like, now, like, looking back, I was just frustrated and pain. But, like, I got to a place where I was just, like, God, I wanted to go. Like, I was ready. Like, I thought about it so much, you know? 
Yeah. And then I was like, I can't do this because and then this and this and this. I can't do that because I don't want my father to see me like that. What I thought was being really uneducated. I was like, well, if I just go out, buy some pills, and then they find my lifeless body, like, it's the best way I can go out, you know? Not going to do damage to any finances. And as soon as, like, I took a step to the cabinet, all of a sudden I was, like, standing right next to God. And I was, like, looking at the very next day. And I saw my mom holding me. And she's like, first my brother, and now my baby. What more? And after that, like, I just couldn't. And I was like, okay, God. I can't die. So we need to fix this. And I think that's where he kind of finally just saw my heart of surrender. And then eventually he just kept on bringing me back to church. And I went to this one camp during the summer and I just wrote down everything. And I was like, this, I give all this to you. I leave it up to you. You fix it because I can't. And within like a four day span, every single thing on that list. And there was a lot of even things that I found out, like family members who turned out to be criminals. And um, I was afraid that I was really, really sick because I had things on my body that were like bleeding and I felt really terrible and like my mind was just not good. And he just checked everything off and I walked out of there just alive. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I was like, God, you saved my entire life. Like, I am only here because of you. Therefore, like, you can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> because, like, my life is yours. And there's no turning back. And from there, he brought me to where I am here now. Mm-hmm. Going to school, I met you. I work at a ministry where I get to just minister and pray with people. And I've seen so much change and learned so much about who I am. And I'm so excited to just do that for the rest of my life. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so exciting. And I think it's so cool how um, God is so intentional with the way that he does things. And he meets you where you are. Yeah. And, yeah, I have already heard your testimony, and I know that it was beautiful, and so thank you for sharing. It's It touched me, and I'm sure it touched other people listening as well. So, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for giving me a moment to share that. Mm-hmm. But I would also love to give you the chance to really share yours. Because mm-hmm. I've heard... <laughs> So many of the details and starting off as like coming from you like really early on in life and now seeing the healing that's been made way. Like I've been here seeing like the revival come out of it and I think people would want to hear that. Yeah. Well, um, for me, it kind of, it really started when I moved from South Africa to America because it wasn't an easy transition. I was really excited about moving because I was like, yay, new adventure. I'm getting to go and live in America. Like I never thought that that would happen. This is awesome. But it's, it's hard, especially I was 17 years old when I came across. I was in my final year of school and having to transition from like 
wine culture to another at that age is very difficult and as someone who is very very shy and has a really hard time making friends and getting into a new like friend group in a new environment it's really hard for me so it was a difficult time and I think that put a lot of like stress on me and I put a lot of stress on myself and I definitely Mm -hmm. wasn't walking with the Lord so I wasn't able to go to him and give it to him and things felt like they were like very out of my control right after we moved here I um, also got very badly injured I had a horse riding accident and I ended up fracturing 12 bones in my foot the horse that I was riding slipped and fell and like my Mm -hmm. foot got wedged between the horse and the ground and that actually happened in Cape Town and then I had to travel back to Houston Texas and it was like a I think it was like a 33 hour travel it was not a fun experience but all of this was just like my life felt very out of control and so I turned to like food and exercise as a coping mechanism Mm -hmm. and so um I kind of developed a little bit of an like an eating disorder and all of that stress like the mental and the physical stress really really weakened my immune system and so we went back to South Africa in 2020 to visit family and friends and I'm pretty sure that that's the moment that I got bitten by a tick but it could have been in Texas I'm not 100% sure but I do know that the symptoms started pretty soon after arriving back from that trip and I got bitten by a tick and I had no idea that Lyme disease was a thing at the time and so I started experiencing these really weird symptoms and getting really really sick and I had no idea what was going on and I just started getting worse and worse and I started the process of trying to figure out figure I started the process of trying to figure out what was wrong and like a year and a half later of struggling and going from doctor to doctor to doctor, I heard a podcast where they spoke about Lyme disease and I pretty much ticked like every single symptom. Yeah. I'm having a hard time speaking today, apparently. Um, But I ticked every single symptom. And so I got tested for it and my test was basically positive and so I found out that I had Lyme disease but because it had been so long of me being sick with it I now had a whole bunch of other issues yeah with it because the thing about Lyme disease is once it becomes chronic it's much much harder to treat because the Lyme microbes they actually get into your cells and so typically when you catch Lyme disease early enough on you can take antibiotics and it will kill them and you will be more or less okay but when it becomes chronic antibiotics don't work anymore because they're now in your cells and they can't penetrate it and Lyme disease is also a illness that can mimic a lot of other diseases so it can affect like your brain, your joints, your muscles, your digestive system. It really, really attacked my digestive system. And it caused me to end up with thyroid problems, leaky gut, 
all sorts of food intolerances. Like, I got to a point where I could basically eat, like, three things. I literally lived off of oatmeal. And then I got candida overgrowth, which is a yeast infection in your gut. And so then I couldn't even eat oats because mm. um, they that feeds it. Yeah. So I was eating basically nothing. And I was so sick and I was trying everything. I tried herbal protocols. I even tried antibiotics, even though I knew that they wouldn't work because I was past that. I yeah. tried them anyway. That almost sent me to hospital. I was, I had a really bad reaction to that. And I was just borderline, like I was borderline bedridden. I could barely get out of bed in the morning. I believe it was purely God's grace that kept me going. I tried everything and it wasn't until I turned to God and surrendered my life to him that I found healing. And at first going through all of that, it made me really angry at God because I had this wrong belief that God was the one putting me through that because he was like trying to teach me something or make me stronger. And I was like, I didn't sign up for this. I don't (laughs) want to learn this lesson. I don't want to get stronger. I'm good. Just leave me alone. And I got really, really angry at him and Mm -hmm. kind of turned away from him a little bit. I never stopped doubting that he was real, but I just didn't want anything to do with him because I was so miserable and my mental health was trash. Like I got to a point where I was just done with life. I was like, I don't even want to get better. I just want to die. Like I'm done. I'm done on this earth. And it was when I got to that point that my mom actually, she got really desperate. Like she was my biggest support system and I feel really grateful that I have her and I know that she went through a lot as well with this because she was like watching her child be so sick and there was nothing that she could do and she got desperate and so she somehow I can't even remember the full story but she got put on to Andrew Womack (laughs) and his healing ministry and she dragged me off to a conference in Dallas Texas Um, and just hearing that God wants you well and he loves you and he does not want you to be sick and he doesn't put you through like sickness to teach you lessons. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, that's not his desire. Jesus went to the cross and took on all our sickness so that we could be healed and healthy and have abundant life and that really just hit me and I for the first time received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and that's when I really started walking with the Lord and did I get healed immediately no not at all that was in November of 2021 and I can now say in What's, it's May. In May of 2023 that I am almost fully healed. I still have a few areas that I am seeing healing manifest and I'm experiencing it still, but I'm almost fully healed. So it's been a journey. And even when God called me out to move to Colorado and go to school and just like start my life away from my family 
I was still very sick. I still couldn't eat a lot of things. I couldn't do a lot of things. And I was like, I don't know how this is gonna, how this is gonna work out, God. Right. Um, but you know what? I trust you, and I know that you have a good plan for my life, and I know that you are the healer, and I'm healed because of what your son did on that cross. So I'm gonna trust you, and I'm gonna go. I did that pretty reluctantly, but I went, <laughs> and it's been. It's been such a crazy journey. And as I started to focus on God, not even so much on being healed, like I stopped focusing on sickness and on being sick and just focused on his kingdom and building a relationship with God. And through that, healing has just flown and just come to the point that I would eat something that would typically make me sick without really even thinking about it. I just do it. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm like, it clicks. I just ate that and I am not sick. Like I am not throwing up. I am not in pain. I'm fine. Yeah. And it's been so cool just seeing everything. Like I had a really severe gluten intolerance. I had an allergy to tapioca. If I, I, yeah, if I ate any, most gluten-free products have tapioca in them. So if I ate them, I would literally, my throat would close up. Yeah. And I'm completely healed from that. Well, I remember coming over to your place for the first time and I was hungry and I was like, what do you have? And I'm like, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I remember feeling so bad because I was like, I don't want to eat something that you can't eat in front of you. So I just sit there like, it was just, I'm going to eat what she eats because she is my friend. <laughs> I have decided. <laughs> But now it's so much fun because you and me, we eat like the same things now. Mm -hmm. And the adventure that we get to have with just food Mm -hmm. and knowing that it's just a testimony that Mm -hmm. even as you're making it, like there's sometimes like I'll see you like making stuff like the other night we made a chocolate cake and I'm seeing you like use like the gluten flour and I'm like, cause she's not gluten free anymore. It's so exciting. And I love food. Like, I love baking. I love cooking. It's something, like, it's my hobby and my therapy, honestly. When I am stressed, I bake. But I lost that joy around food because anything that I ate would make me sick. So I didn't, like, I just didn't have joy. Mm -hmm. And getting that joy back and... Like, all our late-night baking (laughs) sessions are just so much fun. Makes 50 cookies at 11 at night. (laughs) It's the best. It's so much fun. And so just getting that joy back has been amazing. And being able to eat obviously means being able to put on healthy weight because I was Mm -hmm. very underweight. And so now I'm at a healthy weight. And with that comes strength and energy Mm -hmm. and being able to go throughout my day, not feeling like I'm just not going to make it. Like I had to take like three naps every single day because I couldn't make it through the day. I had no energy and I had no strength. And the other day I was in the gym I mean, the fact that I'm working out again is just, like, crazy. But the other day I was in the gym, and I did box jumps for the first time in years. And I could actually do them. Like, I could jump. (laughs) It was so cool. And just seeing the progression of being able to lift heavier weights. And I went for a run the other day, which I could barely walk at one stage. And now I'm running. Yeah. 
And honestly, all of it is God. Like, all of the glory goes to him because I actually stopped most medications and supplements that I was on. I'm only on a very few. Mm -hmm. And I do try and prioritize a healthy diet. And I do try and prioritize sleep and exercise because it's important to take care of your body that God has given us. This is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Exactly. But I'm not on... Like, I used to be on so many supplements. Like, I basically had a pharmacy. Oh, no, I remember. I still have a picture picture. (laughs) of, like, the counter just spread out with so many, like, supplements and Mm -hmm. different things. And I'm like, what? Is this a drugstore? What is going on here? I know. And now, like, what? You have... I'm on three. Three. And they're just very basic supplements honestly the everyone's supposed to be taking pretty much because the quality of our food is just not the same as it used to be so it's but that's that's pretty much it i just stopped it all and just started immersing myself in god's word and living a healthy lifestyle prioritizing friendships having fun yeah with god main focus center of my life and everything has just flown out of that yeah. I mean, for me, the scripture um, in Matthew, I can't remember the exact location, but it just says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Mm-hmm. That took on a whole new, whole new meaning for me. So, yeah. yeah that Which honestly is so relatable because I know for me, the moment where I just decided like, okay, God, like we got to fix this mm-hmm. is the moment where my focus started like going towards him and like actually towards the things in my life where I wanted to have joy in and finding joy and finding peace by just spending time in his word. I remember for the first time ever, like I sat down and actually read the Bible because God forbid (laughs) as a kid reading the Bible was like the heaviest chore you could do. But now I found myself wanting to be like, I didn't know the Bible said this. Like, God, I didn't know you thought that way about me. And, like, spending time with him, also my focus just shifted off of, like, trying to want to be alive to just enjoying time spent with him, you know? And I think that's where, like, the change, like, started of just, like, getting to know God. It's relationship with God and knowing who he is. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited that we get to bring this yeah, out to different people and just hear the testimonies that come out mm-hmm. because God's cool. <laughs> yeah. He's so cool. First and foremost. And <laughs> I feel like that's been my reaction recently. Every time he does something, I'm just like, God, you're so cool. You're so cool. You're so cool. <laughs> right. Like I'll be ministering to someone because I work within the ministry, as you know, mm-hmm. and I'll hear something and I'll just be like, God, you are so cool. That was the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And it's like one thing where you hear about it, but then when you're like in person and it's happening, I'm like, God, that was, that was so awesome. Like that is the coolest thing. Like seeing people get freedom in mm-hmm. life in healing and deliverance. Right. Just like lights a fire in me. I'm like, mm-hmm. that is, that is the coolest thing. Yeah. It's so cool to see. And even for me, just, like, in really little, little things, when he does something cool, like, the other day, the 
door to like the parking garage that I parked my car in wouldn't open. Like it would not open. And I yeah. was like, in the name of Jesus, you will open. You and the door open. opened. And I was so excited. <laughs> Me with traffic lights. Yes. I still, the favor single, is on you. Every I'm, single time I come to a traffic light and it says red, I'm pulling up. I'm like, no, in the name of Jesus, I will not stop this car. And it just turns green for me every single time. The favor is on you. And that is probably why I leave really, really late to get to class because I know the favor is with me. (laughs) I should stop doing that and just live in the blessing instead of the miracles. But we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) That's that's another topic. (laughs) That's that's another topic. But, amen. Okay. Well, thank you for you just sitting down and listening. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, me too. Uh, before we do go, I just wanted to um, kind of ask you, like, what is one thing you want the listeners to know right now? What is one thing I want the listeners to They can to take know. away just, like, one thing from this episode. One thing from this episode. God has already won the battle at that cross. Mm -hmm. Amen. So every single thing that you are facing, every single heartache, every single pain, every single challenge, Jesus did bear it in his physical body. He became it on that cross, died with it. But most importantly, you have to remember he left it at the grave. Mm -hmm. And that we have the choice to stand up and speak the name of Jesus. And to receive the victory. Mm-hmm. Because you don't need to fight for love. Love has already won for you. Right. And that was the biggest thing where I thought I had to fight for love. Love won. Like, that's the end. Mm-hmm. That's the final word. It's finished. He finished it at that cross. He took on everything. And then he gave the victory to us. But you need to stand in that. You need to choose to receive the victory. To receive it. You need to choose it. You need to pick it up and say, no, this is mine. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Amen. That's good. That's good. Well, this has been really fun. And I hope that you all enjoyed this episode. Enjoy getting to know us. And I hope this broke the ice. And you guys feel like you know us better. I'm really excited for future episodes. We have some incredible topics that we cannot wait to dive into. If you haven't been able to tell already, we have a lot to say. Yeah. And so I think it's going to be really good. I'm excited. I'm excited I'm too. excited. It's a journey. It is. And you guys get to come along with us. So if you want to stay up to date with the podcast and with future episodes and all of that, Definitely go and follow our Instagram, which will be linked in the show notes. We'd love to connect with you over there. And I feel like that's pretty much it. Thank you for listening to the Rise Podcast. Amen. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs)